Yes, Honest Actors is back with brand new episodes every Friday. To help me continue releasing new episodes without a sponsor, or to say thanks for your favourite old ones, click the support link in the episode description. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. It's a one-off, feeling generous, good deed for the day sort of thing. Think of it as bumping into me and buying me a drink. To find out more, click the support link. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, mine's a large red. I hate those guys. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, my name's Jonathan Harden and you're listening to Series 2 of the Honest Actors Podcast, sponsored by TodayTix. If you want great offers on theatre tickets, access to day seats on your mobile and exclusive front row lotteries, you need Today Ticks, the ticketing app that lets you see theatre differently. To get tickets with no queues and no fuss, download Today Ticks now on the App Store and Google Play. Before we start, I should just let you know to expect in the coming weeks the very first episode of the Emerging Actors Roundtable in association with Spotlight. We filmed the very first conversation with our panel of six emerging actors on Saturday past and uh, once the edit is done, we'll be putting that out on the Spotlight YouTube channel. So keep an eye out. I will let you know via email when the time comes, but that is imminent. Anyway, for now, here it is, episode six of series two with Amanda Abington. Enjoy chat basically right okay. I'll try and make it as as, as kind of quick as I can no it's alright um, but uh, yeah so this is my big list of questions don't look at it I'm not going to look at uh, it because uh, this isn't what I do yeah, and, <laughs> and surprise surprise I have to have a crutch so you know so the question I always start with is how did you get into acting how, did it, how was it that you became an actor well I start. I wanted to be a dancer from about five years old, I used to do ballet, and that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of do West Endy kind of things, and I immediately, initially I wanted to be a ballerina, but I was never going to be a ballerina because I was the wrong size. Um, and the discipline there is just incredible. You know, to be a ballerina, you have to be incredibly disciplined, and you have to watch what you eat a lot. And I wasn't going to do that, so I, so I tried. I, I started as a dancer, so I went to a place called Lane Theatre Arts. And I did a year there, and I sort of got a little bit uh, bored with dancing. And that's not to take anything away from dancers, because I think what they do is incredible, and I could never do what they do. But I just thought I wanted to do more stuff. And I'd always been a bit of a performer when it came to doing accents and voices, and I'd always make my parents sit and watch me do tell jokes and things like that, and I'd put on plays. So the drama teacher at Lane Theatre Arts said to me, you know, I think you should probably... uh, look at acting because I think that's where your where, where your talent lies I don't think I think you'd make a pretty mediocre dancer but you'd make quite a good actress so uh, and then I got an injury I got a really bad injury I went down I, I 
bang down into splits without warming up and I ripped my groin, I, I, all the muscles in my groin, which that scuppered the end of my, I mean, that was the end of my dance career anyway. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise. I wouldn't have been a very good dancer. Well, particularly after that. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't very good. I'm, I'm much more of a, a, a club dancer, or if I go to a wedding, I can dance at a wedding. I'm, I'm quite a good dancer at a wedding, let's say that. So anyway, this drama teacher said, you know, you should maybe try out for drama schools. But when he, by the time he said that, it was, always, it was quite late to audition for Central and places like that. But I went to a place called Hertfordshire Theatre School, which was up in Hitchin. And, they, and I got in, tiny little school, but the principal was a guy called John Gardner, who was this amazing man. He was just truly an inspiration. And, and he, he passed away a few years ago. But he kind of guided me and, um, and uh, yeah, g gave me the, um, the tools to become an actor. And that's how it happened, really. And I, I fortunately, I think, I think in my third year at drama school, I was doing a little play with an ex-boyfriend, and uh, his agent came to see it, and the next day got me an audition for the bill. And I went along to it, and I got it. And that's how it really started. It was just, it was just very fortuitous. It was kind of weird that it And the right people at the right moments. Yeah, kind of. yeah. And, and I was represented by... He, rep he's, he represented me. He's, he started to represent me. And then it went on from there, really. And was anybody in your family, in terms of when you first got into ballet, for example, was that yeah. just a kind of a kid's hobby that your parents... Yeah, I think so. Well, I think... I'll never go anywhere. I it's think just I remember my parents saying to me... My mum saying to me... Because I wanted to do horse riding and ballet, and we couldn't afford to do both. There was, you know, it was money was quite tight and and so she said well we'll toss a coin and if you, you can you're not going to do but and it landed that I did ballet and so what I would have happened I'd probably won an Olympic gold for a question of course you would because yeah. you would have excelled I would have excelled in, yeah, in that of yeah of course, course yeah. I would I would have fallen <laughs> up a horse and damaged myself irreparably but I'm quite glad that I, I did I'll that. Bet you I think I would have I think I think I would have found acting eventually so you have a bit of a fortuitous I'm going to hesitate to say break but in, in relative terms, a break with getting a part in the bill. Yeah, and although it didn't last. You but know, at that moment, yeah. does it feel like, that's me? I'm, yes. I'm on my way, I'm yeah. in the bill. Yeah, so it Great did. things will yeah. follow. Yeah, and also, because I was still at drama school, I had an agent. So I, when we did our showcase, I was like, I was like well, I, it's great, because I'm already being represented by an agent. So it felt... Um, yeah, it felt like I was already sort of professional because I had my agent in place and I'd already done a job on the television. So were your expectations at that point quite high? No, I never have. I never had high. I always, uh, I, you know, I was always, and I still do it now. I always think, well, that's the last job I'll ever do. That's it. I How won't. long needs to pass when you finish a job before that, that mindset? Well, oh. I finished Sherlock about <laughs> four weeks ago. And or I'm, does already, it? I'm already going, well, that's it now. No one's going to hire yeah. me because that's what I'm always, in terms of my career... I am sort of glass half empty. I never, I never assume that I'm going to get another job. And never. even it's never. That's always been you. There's never been a, a moment of, of maybe, maybe this could be. Something. <laughs> well, when you do a job, like when you do a job, like when I did cuffs, when we did cuffs a couple of years ago, I thought this is this is it now. This is because we were saying they were sort of like yeah. saying, well, this is going to run and run. Hopefully, this will. And you think, well, that's it. Great, it's prime time. This will be. It. Just once no. a year, you can fit other things yeah, around Yeah, absolutely. It. No, nothing, you, nothing. That's what I mean about this job. Nothing is set in stone ever. And you could be flavour of the month literally one day and then the next day people are going, who, what? Oh, yeah, right. I don't, yeah, let's get her in. I don't know. But that's how I think. So I never expect, I never expect a job. Um, like that. So going from 
the bill graduation to mm. the present moment. Um, you'll know f if you know anything, if you've been listening or don't if mm. you have, but uh, we very rarely talk about specific projects, so it's not the kind of interview yeah. where I go, and what was it like working yeah. with? Right? <laughs> yeah. Because we don't yeah, do Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, but as a way of kind of, you know, getting that out of the way and also identifying you to the listeners who probably already know who you are, but maybe what kind of work you like to do might mm. not be so readily evident. Mm. Um, if you could pick one job from all of that time that you aren't necessarily the most proud of, but it stands for you, that's the kind of thing you think, that's, I'd love to do more of that, that's great. Most of the jobs you do, you know, well, most of the jobs I've done have all been so enjoyable and fun and hard work and yeah I mean they all have their own little story yeah but um, I loved um, working at the Royal Court I could I, if I could work there all the time I think I would do that it was such an amazing place to work and and um, everybody there is just so uh, their work ethic there is just amazing and Vicky Featherstone what she's doing there I think is incredible and she's just this wonderful captain and and and, uh, and she directed me and I, it's one of my most favorite jobs and being in a rehearsal room and just creating work I think is just very exciting so if, if some you know if somebody said to me okay you get to do a play a year at the Royal Court that would be I would be very very happy sign me up yeah absolutely I yeah. think it's such an exciting innovative place to work um. Do you, going back to the start of the process, before you get a job, mm. do you enjoy that process of auditioning? I do. I do enjoy that, I think. Have it depends all, on the job, you, actually. Well. It depends on what you're going for. I mean, now, I, you know, my agent will say, look, do you want to go out for this? And I'll read it, and I go, oh, my God, yes. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Do I, you I, agonise over them? or have you? Do you, do you yeah, I do. I do. I do. There's some jobs that you go for that if you get them it's, it would be like I'm waiting to hear on a job now that would mean moving to LA you know it would mean moving to LA for six months and that's sort of it's frightening and exciting at the same time um, but I like the process of auditioning I don't I, I kind of because whenever it says you know be off book that always slightly worries me when people say because I just because my my feeling is I, I don't like to be off book on an audition I like to know it really well yeah but I think you know I it's already nerve-wracking enough, I think. It's already really scary enough going into an audition room with loads of people watching you and you have to go in there and, you know, portray this character that you think, how you think she should be portrayed, you know. So learning it as well, that... Is, oh, yeah. it just adds you know, because you know the first thing that will happen is you, you probably... The, the, the line's flat You probably are walking up and down, you're now mm -hmm. sitting still. Absolutely. All that stuff happens yeah. and it goes out of your head and... It becomes an exercise. Yeah, and already you're nervous. Yeah. You're, I mean, I get very nervous before, before auditions. So that, coupled with having to know it, it's just like, oh, God, this is too much anxiety. Yeah. So, so I, I, sort of, I know it well enough where I can sort of look at it, but I just think it's, it's you know, having to be off book frightens me a little bit. But, it, you know, you do it, you do it, but then I don't think you... For me, I don't do the best audition then because I'm, I'm thinking of the lines and I'm trying to find the lines and I'm already nervous. What about coming out then 
um, after an audition are you to kind of put the script in the bin and leave it behind or yeah I do that but then I, if I'm sitting on the train on the way home and I just think oh, I should have done it like that why didn't I do it like that and I'm running the scene through my head and then I think of a really funny way of doing one line or I think of a really I should have done that and you always you always I'm, 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 I'm very self-critical do you do that on jobs as well then? yeah whenever I've watched every single thing I watch every single thing I watch afterwards I go why did you do it like that that's such a Oh, it's such a boring choice. It was such a boring... Why didn't you do it like this? And do you think everybody does that, though? Do you think we, we see things in our performances other people don't? I think... I think, I think people do who really care about what they do. I mean, I've worked with actors, which I shan't name, who, who don't care. You can see they don't care. And once they've done it, that's gone, and it's out of their head, and they don't... And so the, 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 there's not a lot of thought behind it. Yeah. Um, it's basically, I think, a paycheck and then run. Tom Goodman Hill said in his interview, uh, he's very suspicious of overly confident actors. Me too. Of actors who go, yes, yeah, really good, actually. I saw it there. It's brilliant. You think, oh, yeah. I, I kind of like the actors that are halfway between. It's really good bits, but oh, yeah, you know, that kind of the honesty. I think that's right. I think that's what you have to do. I think, you know, you're always, as an actor, you are always learning. You know, if, if you're always finding stuff and, and you're always... You should always be pursuing the best performance. And, you know, you might hit it in one thing and you might not hit it in another. But I just think to be so arrogant to say, that was brilliant, I think, how can you do that? How can I you had, say I that was good? I heard uh, Desert Island Discs, Judy Dench's oh, Desert Island Discs. My hero, she and, uh, and Percy yeah. Young, she said that, you know, when you were doing Aris, she yes. said that at the end of Aris, there's a this, there's this scene where you read a poem and then you say, I wrote. And, uh, you know, the director at the time has commented since that you were amazing, you could be having fun with the crew, and then you would just snap into it. And, you know, and Judy then says, oh, to be honest, if I could do it all again, I would do it totally differently. <laughs> and uh, she was asked, I mean, how would you do it? Terrible question. Yeah, you don't how, know. How would you do it? She said, um, well, I know that line, I remember watching and thinking, why, why did you do it like that? And I have at home, done the line a couple of times since. Right. And you know, yeah. it could be a year later. Yeah. And you'd be sitting there in the dishes and you'd go, I wrote. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I've done that. I did a thing called Plotlands in 1996 and I still, every now and again, will go, oh, I should have done that line like that. But you, but I think that's just... Like, my wife's an actor. Yeah. So, so, you know, being married, we do live together. And uh, I'll sometimes be in the bathroom and... God knows what put something in my head, but it'll be an audition mm. from two weeks previously, or it'll be a line from something, whatever, and uh, I'll say it out loud, and then instantly know that she's heard me, and she'll say what, and I'll be like, uh, <laughs> she doesn't know that, yeah. she'll just, she doesn't know the context, no. that I'm standing looking in the mirror, thinking, yeah. I totally, totally ruined that. But I think that, I just think that's, test, that's, that's a, what, you know, that's you trying to, you know, you find... I am you, good, you, you're right, you you're are right, good, I am yeah. very good. Uh, do you like watching yourself? No. I do watch I do watch it, but I watch it like I watch it as a critic, so I never watch it as a viewer. I watch it as somebody and I and I and I analyse what I've done. I think, oh I should have done it like that or no, that was okay. Um, but I will yeah, I will watch. There's, I know some actors that will not watch themselves, but I kinda I do. Do you read reviews by the same token? Not what I said when I'm doing a play I'd never read them while I'm doing it. That do you would, then go back and read them? I I do afterwards, yeah. Because I was chatting to someone in that very seat about two days ago and they said, 
I don't believe anybody that says they don't. We all read reviews, yeah. surely. Oh, totally. I think we do. But you, you know, but you always remember the bad ones. But that's you always remember the bad reviews. I always remember the bad reviews. Uh, the, the things where it said, you know, she. You know. You're about to quote one. Go ahead. Actually, I'm not. I can't. Do you know what? I can't think of a bad review. My convenience. No, but um, but I'm sure you know there have been things. Or the, the, what's worse is if you're not mentioned at all. That's what's really depressing. That's if, my if you're not in it at all, you go, oh come on. But I, I always read reviews. Yeah, and I, I I agree with whoever said that a couple of days ago that people do read, and if they don't, then they're fibbing. Yeah, I think I think they probably are. Yeah. Um, so. Um, an agent once told me, this is a, a, a constant refrain now, an agent once told me that the only time an actor is truly happy is in the five minutes immediately following the call to mm -hmm. say they've got a job, and then self-doubt sets it. Do you recognise yourself in that? And if you don't, what kind of things take over I don't after know, Yeah, minutes? I don't know if it's self-doubt. I think what, what's... Cause I, I know, and I have this conversation with many actors, and we always say that when it's that, that it's the euphoria of getting a job when they say you've got this job and it's this, this, and you're getting paid this and you're going here. Describe that to me, by the way. Oh, it's an amazing it, feeling. It's when they ring and you, I, my agent rings and I missed the call and he goes, Hi, darling, it's a man, it's John. Just can you give me a ring back, please? I and love I think, that message. And I think, Oh, God, this is going to go one of two ways, isn't it? So I'm going to ring him back and I go, Hi, and, and then he says, Darling, they've offered you. And I'm like, oh my God, oh God. And then I go, how many days have I got? <laughs> I think, yeah. I've got my schedule. How many, when am I working? What are my days of working? And yeah. what can I, how can I sort Because I've got two little ones. You immediately have to start, you immediately have to start. Um, Shout hello, say hello. Hello. Hello, yeah, there, there they are. <laughs> um, I, meet, I have two little ones. So immediately I have to start working out the logistics of that. But, but the euphoria of getting a job, there is nothing like it. I'm sorry, there is nothing like especially something that you've wanted. So it naturally follows that if, that's, if there's nothing like that euphoria, it naturally follows that that can't be sustained and no. five minutes later, other concern. I mean, with me, I do start to think, oh, I don't know if I'm the right person for that. Do you? See, yeah, I've, I've yeah. never thought, I do that thing, I do that thing, if I, I, one of the th first thought that comes into my head after thinking, yes, I got the job is, I wonder who turned it down before me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, but I, lo I love that. I think I wonder. I wonder if I was. I wonder if I was first choice because you. You know, you, you. don't know. They never tell you. Of course, you've got to assume that you're not. Although when I get the job, I'll eventually ask the director, "Was I the first choice?" Will you? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The whole process then, from audition through getting a job, in that, how do you, how important do you think luck is? Oh, I don't know. You see that the, the airy fairy person that believes in karma and fate says. It is luck. A lot of the time, but then I don't. I don't know. I just. I just sometimes think it just. My friend says, "Oh, everything happens for a reason," and I. Lo I'd love to believe that, and I try and believe that. So when you don't get a job, there's a reason why you didn't get it. It's not just because you. You know, it's the, 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 it might be that something else is coming up. Or you know, I. I think a lot of it's luck. I do. Think a lot of it is luck. I think. I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a real tough one because, yeah, I, d I don't know. Because, you know, you, 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 I, I always look, when I go to an audition, I always kind of have a look over and see who I'm up against. I always sort of see who's in before and after me so I can get an idea. And it's always the sort of same faces. My upside down reading is terrible, but is only it? in that situation. I can upside down read anything yeah. on the tube, but put me the in. Panic. Put me at the desk <laughs> in spotlight. Yeah. I, I'm looking over at a, name, a list of partially highlighted names yes. 
and I'll, at, at that point for some reason my brain just yeah. it must be self-protection Absolutely. my brain goes no no you don't want yeah, to see that shut down lock it down lock it down see whereas mine just goes into overdrive and I can read really quickly and I can see who's up for what part and I go okay oh, that's part of my and then you know once I know who I'm up against it's 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 a, yeah it's, it's more it becomes more of a loaded meeting do you have people then that you consider rivals internally you know that you think oh, of there course, are people, of course yeah, it's them yeah yeah, not 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 rivals in a negative sense, but just in, yeah. Uh, uh, when I see the the same names, I go, okay, well that's interesting that that you know. And other people, when you see in a list, you'll think, well, I'm not getting it then for whatever reason. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. But then I've, that's happened before on jobs, and I've and I've got the job. I've Which seen, is always nice. I've seen you know the same no, names against mine, and I've gone in and got it. So I, that's why maybe it is luck then, and that's you know. Do you, having said that maybe it is luck, do you mm. believe in that notion that there are big breaks? People have big yeah, breaks. Oh, totally. I believe in a big break, yeah. I believe something something can crack you, something can but make you've you... you've never felt like you've been in the midst of one? No, I've, I, haven't had, I haven't had mine, I don't think. But I mean, I think, I, I know I haven't had mine. No. Otherwise, probably wouldn't be sitting, doing a podcast yeah. about not being in work. But that's, <laughs> you know, everything has its reason, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Um, but... I think there have been moments in my career where little things have thought, not that I I'm, think I'm going to end up living in a bitch, you know, bitch no. house, whatever in LA, but um, I have thought, oh, that'll make things easier mm. for me. And it hasn't. Or yeah. I've been in the midst of things where I've thought, well, now at least I won't be turning up to read one line for, yes, you know, exactly. that yes. kind of thing. Yeah. And actually it ha that hasn't happened. No. But ha So have you ever felt like in that, mo that moment where you think, oh, yes, yeah. and maybe your expectations haven't been met about certain doors being unlocked or, you know. I don't know. I think, I think, I think something shifted when I, did sh when I got Sherlock. Like when I, when I did Sherlock, there was a tiny shift and people were kind of going, oh, yeah, no, Amanda, brilliant, yes, we know she's on our list. And that was nice. She's on our list. Yeah. Love that. And I think if it felt like a tiny shift then but it's not like my friend i think you know i think you know my lovely friend denise goff when i saw her in people places and things when i watched her performance and i i, I said i said to whoever i was with i said this is gonna this is gonna this is the thing that's gonna change her this is gonna make her and and i, I think it has you know i think she's oh absolutely she and she's one of the most deserving actresses i think i i know because not only is she amazing She's the sweetest, loveliest woman, and I think watching when I watched her, I was like, "Well, of course, this is this this has to," and it because it was a, it was a career-defining moment seeing her on stage doing that because I don't I don't know many other people that, if any, who could have done what she did. So, yeah, and, and I think what's lovely about it as well is that in those cases where someone is outstanding, mm. I think we all feel like, well, if you can be that good and not crack something, mm. then there's no hope. Absolutely. So I think that's what's nice about that is yeah. a lot of actors were going, if you're that good yeah. you, 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 and yeah. it doesn't happen, please then let it happen yes. for her because please. otherwise... Absolutely, because otherwise I'm giving up. Right, you know what I mean. Right. That Cause, needs... Because that performance w was worthy of it. Astonishing, right? yeah. Um, so uh, what's the longest you've gone without having work of any kind? It was about 18 months. Snap, practically. Yeah. And in my 18 months, I would have had maybe a day on something or two yeah, days. Yeah, me too. But you, but you don't class that don't as, class no, as work. No, no. Why do you think, why do, why, why do you 
Because you, you're not there long enough for it to feel like a job. You know, what I mean, you just go in, do it, and then leave, and it just feels like, oh God, I just want because you know, you're an actor, you want to work. But no, 18 months, it sort of it dried up. It literally stopped overnight. And, and you know, that's long enough. You've already said you have those moments where you think, well, that's it, I'm not yeah. going to work again. And it was, I was really because you know, I, I, I was really, I got very down, and I got very. Well, you do, do you? you get really, it, it makes you feel sad because you want to work, you know, you want to, you want to work, you know, you want to do good stuff and you want to, and you think, you know, if you know you can, if you feel, you know, I'm not, I'm not a bad actor, why am I not getting, why am I not getting any work, this is insane, because I'm nice and I'm, I turn up on time and I know my lines and I'm easy to work with and so why is this not happening and there's no rhyme or reason for it, there's just, so, but, but you know, me, I change my agent, I, 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 headshots. I, probably need new headshots. And you, yeah, new headshots. I got new headshots. I did. I did everything I could that I thought would would propel me into getting something that was longer than a day's work. Nothing happened. And then suddenly, I think I just got an audition for. I think it was. I think called Twenty Things to Do Before You're Thirty. Did and you? Sorry, go ahead. Go on. No, go on. Did you ever ascribe that period to anything? Did you ever post process and go? That was because. Or was it, you know, I don't think it, no, I don't think there was any reason for it. I just think people just. I think sometimes you just you just get forgotten, or you just. Or I don't. I don't even know if it was my agent that stopped. I just didn't. You know, I didn't. I what I didn't do was I didn't think about it too much because if I thought if I if I pull at that, if I pull at that thread and I find out what it is, it might make me even more upset. So I just sort of think, well, I'm just going to plow ahead, get a new agent, get new headshots, try and find work, do this, put my feelers out, try. No rhyme or reason. But did did those things eventually lead to, to the work? I don't think they did. I just think it was like we were talking about earlier. I think it was luck. And it was one of those things that I went in for the audition and I was like, I want this job. I really want this job. This is going to be so much fun. And it was it was going to be on Channel Four. It was on Channel Four. It was great. And then I did a workshop with other with other members of and like other actors, and they kind of just did like a bit of character, you know, a bit of like blending, seeing if we all work together. And then I got the call. And that's when it started again. That's when it all started up again. That, Slowly, but it did. That, that sense of being down, you're not working. You could say that, you know, anybody would get that. A nurse that isn't working mm. would get that. A bricklayer that isn't working would get down. A taxi driver that isn't working would get down. A lot of people would get, just get down by not working. Do you think it's different because you love what you do? I'm not saying any of those people don't love what they but do. I, yeah, but I yeah, I think I think. Um, do you think it's different? It's frustrating. Yeah, I think it's. Fr I think it, it's. It's not just not working. It's not acting. Yeah, and I think it's because it's such a vocational thing. It's such a thing that isn't. You know, you don't have to act. You know, you, you could do any. You know, I think if you, you need to, I think I think actors will say. You know, they need to work. You know, they need to feed that habit. Really. Is that what it is? It's a habit. Because yeah. obviously, the next question is, uh, why do you? feel that you need to act what is it in you that makes you want to go and stand in front of a camera that you know ultimately whenever this footage is all edited together mm. you're not going to particularly enjoy mm. watching why do you you know dream of working at the royal court um, but what is it about those things because when you're excited? doing it when you're in that moment of doing it there's no other feeling like it for me there's just no other feeling of getting up on stage or going in front of us of a, of a camera and telling a story and uh, you know we've told stories since we were in the cave, you know, we were cavemen, and that hasn't changed. And the need to tell stories and the need to, 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 
bring characters to life. I don't know, it's, just, it's, it's something that if I don't do it for long enough, it makes me sad, I get really sad. Like as I say, I've, I've stopped, I finished Sherlock a couple of months ago and already I'm going, I need to flex my acting muscle again. Buy tickets to the best theatre in London the new way. With the Today Ticks app, getting great offers and access to exclusive tickets has never been easier. With Today Ticks Rush, you won't have to queue at the box office for hours to get day seats, and you can access big savings with their lotteries for shows like Kinky Boots and The Bodyguard. Download Today Ticks, the theatre ticket app, from the App Store and Google Play, and see theatre differently. So what's the best thing about being an actor? The work, just being doing good work. It's, it's being, you know, being... Bringing characters to life and telling stories, I think it's it's just so important. Because also, it just it, you know it does it does it does um, without meaning to sound too dramatic. You know, it, it helps people. I think you know. I love I, this. Uh, so many act, so many actors do this. I do it. It's a constant apology for yeah, it. Yeah, you do because you know it, I mean? because you're not you know you're not work you know you're not a nurse and you're not going down the mines and you're not you know you're not going off to Syria fighting. It's, it, so it does feel a bit like ooh you're an actor ooh, you're telling stories, but. You those people that do all that need a respite every now and again, and we are that respite, I believe. And I think, you know, we, we underestimate happy. And, and what we do can, can, can make people happy, and it can trigger emotions, it can make people cry, it can do, we can do all sorts of things just by telling stories, and I think that's what actors are brilliant at doing. So, on the subject of happy, then, mm. um, what's the downside? Of being an actor, what is the downside of, of this process of doing thing that gives other people respite and makes other people makes other people happy? Mm. What's the hard part of being an actor? Sometimes I think uh, going away from home is hard. With when I have to leave them, that's it's that's being a mother is is and working is very difficult because I have to leave them and I I hate leaving them. Um, but I think it's good for them to know that their mother has a good, strong work ethic and that she, she, especially my daughter, knows that she can go out and do whatever she wants and be whoever she wants, that she, could, she can make her own money and make her own way in the world. And it's good for him to know that there are strong women out there that have a chance to, you know, that they, they can do what they want to do as well. But um, leaving them is very hard, I think. And, but I don't think there is... The, the downside of acting is when you're not acting for me. Actors here know, I mean, I've heard no more times than I've heard yes. Um, and it's, usually it's not personal, but it is, it, it, it can, I think if you don't develop a tough exterior and, and a tough core, it can make you think, God, I'm useless, this is awful, why does everyone hate me? You have to just go, it's not personal, it's just that that, that, that wasn't meant for me. So you kind of have to, you have to kind of, yeah, you do, I, I'm quite tough. I've become quite tough over the years. I don't. I used to take it very personally. I used to go home if I didn't get an audition, and I used to cry. I used to really cry. I remember I went up for Vanity Fair, and I didn't get it, and it just really, it really threw me. It really kind of like because I, because you, you know, you think about this. This is a dream job, and I really want this. I want this. I want. And you invest so much in it, and when they say no, you just. I took it very personally. And I went home and I got very low for a couple of days. I was like, this is just... And then I thought, come on, Abington, pull yourself together. This is ridiculous. It's a job. There are other jobs. It doesn't matter. And that's, you know, that, that you have to develop a very strong shell. Um, but not be 
cruel or not be hard, but just kind of just go, it, it, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter that you don't get a job. It's fine. Have you been conscious in that, you know, getting used to hearing no? Have you been conscious of things being more difficult for you as you've been a woman who's left her 20s, mm. which is kind of, and that's, that's the best <laughs> yeah, way I can say it, that. Absolutely, it's true you know, though, it's true. Um, once you kind of hit the 30s, were you conscious of things going, oh, this is different? Yeah. Or are you conscious of, I mean, the big question at the minute is, is the equal representation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you sense things shifting positively? It's, yeah, slow, very slowly though, I think. It's very slowly. But I do feel actresses are becoming more vocal about how they feel about it. I mean, I'm in my 40s now, so I'm finding, um, you know, it's, it's, it's getting to that point where they'll be going, oh, she needs to you know, we'll get her in for the mother or the, you know, the grand, do you know what I mean? And, it, yeah. and, and um, but I think there is, a, there is a, it feels like with people like, you know, you've got like Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Kristen Wiig and Melissa, who are, you know, slightly older actresses in, in Hollywood who are kind of forging a path. Yeah. Um, and being very vocal about, you know, equal rights, equal pay. Which is really important, and I think we're doing the same over here. I mean, you've got you know you've got Helen McCrory at the National, and she's you know they, they, we we have a, a. I think it's getting better. It's ta- it, it's slow, it's slow, but there is that feeling of you know well you're not tw- you're not twenty five. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> like so, you know it's hard. It is hard. Just on that on that theme, my wife is yeah. two years younger than me. Right. We it hit, we hit upon the notion about six months ago that she's probably too old to play my wife. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because you're with another actor, then does mm. that have have you aged differently in terms of the industry? Do you think? Do you think it's le- it is still much less forgiving yeah, of women? It is. I think so. There's no. I mean, if it wasn't for the people, if it wasn't, I mean, there's a slightly there is a slight bit of nepotism in Sherlock. Um, but I think if if I didn't know Mark and Stephen and they didn't know my work. I probably wouldn't. I, would, I probably would have been too old to play Mary. I do think that. But the fact that they know me and they know my work and they wanted me to do it on the strength of that, and also because Martin and I know each other, so we have a shorthand and we've worked together yep. before. Um, that's why I got the part. But um, but I do think. Yeah, I think it would have been a lot different had it had it not been them. Had I not known them, I don't think I'd have got a look in. I think she would have been ten years younger and. Which m- makes me so angry. It's bizarre. It makes me really cross because it, you don't. If you reverse that, then it's like, oh, she's a cougar. It's like, no. Why? Why? Why does there have to be such a different take on it? If the woman's older, like she's like a predator. If she's, if it's, a, if there's an older woman and a younger man, she's a predator, or she's, you know, she's she's given a name. Men aren't given names. Maggie Gyllenhaal, I think, wasn't it? She she uh, she was too old to play. Um, somebody's wife in something yeah. and, I, and she she went public she and went yeah. and I think yeah. absolutely fair do so so does Rose McGowan she's like a real advocate for that they're amazing women and, that, and I just think and there are many more of them totally kind of, totally it feels like every year more people get mm-hmm. the confidence to yeah. go because it feels like a movement now yeah it's not alone you're no longer a lone voice no. which I think 20 years and ago I think, I think you'd women, the troublemaker and you'd absolutely. never been hired again but I think women are now kind of you know women, actresses are now go, you know they're kind of as you said they're finding a voice and they're saying well actually no that's not that's not right 
I mean, I, as I say, I think there's a long way to go. Have you ever considered giving up? Yes, I did when I uh, when I was when I wasn't working for eighteen months. I just I, there was part of me thinking, I don't want to do this. This but is so sad. This is making me feel so sad. At that juncture, I would like to introduce uh, a question from Sally Harden, aged sixty something, okay. in Belfast, with my mother. Oh. Uh, I don't know how to do this, but uh, nice I was texting her. Sally, is it? Sally, yeah. Sally. And she, I asked her if you had any questions for Amanda, <laughs> and uh, my mom says, um, <coughs> Amanda was brilliant as Miss Marple. I was delighted to see her back in the last series, and finally getting her man. Uh, what career would she have chosen? if not her acting career. Three kisses, I'm assuming. Oh. At least one of those must be for you. Yeah, thank you, Sally. Yeah, so oh. mom's, no mum hasn't had a question in any of the other No, episodes, has she so not? No. Oh, I'm, I'm privileged. It's the first Feel honoured. Good old Sal. Um, I'd, have been a, I'd have liked to have been a midwife. Yeah, I'd, and I thought about... When I, when, I, when I was going through my fallow period of not doing anything, I got an uh, application form for the University of Hertfordshire. You don't want an actor who you don't want your midwife to be an actor because <laughs> you know what'll happen is they'll be halfway through labour, they'll get a call to say, yeah. and they'll be like, "I'm sorry, I can't." Yeah, I have sorry, to I've got a thing. There's an audition at the Globe. Sorry, you'll be. Just push, keep pushing till it comes out. It's fine. You would literally drop yeah. the baby and run. Yeah, but I did get all the applications. So what's, what stopped you? Was it was it the timing of the job coming in, or, or did you naturally hesitate? I naturally hesitated, and I thought. And, and, and the scrappy part of me, because there's a big scrappy part of me that goes, you know what, I'm not going to be beaten by acting. I'm not going to let acting beat me. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going I'm to stick to it and I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm going to eventually get a job. And that's what it was. How, much, I, how much of that is, is that, that scrappy thing? And how much of it is, I'll admit for me, part of it is, I don't want to be one of the ones that give up. Like I have almost a sense of of, yeah. of, of kind of public shame of like because you know you meet other actors and think oh you give up and yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be no I not that I no. not that I look at other people that way no but I don't think I'll ever be able to turn around to someone and say no I don't give no matter how successful or happy I am in whatever it is I would I would do mm. otherwise I just don't think I could ever show my face in amongst yeah. my actor friends I'd be very embarrassed yeah there's a big part of that there's a big part of me that goes no no, I don't want to be one of those ones that that, that, that it beat that, it, that, that, yeah. um, that acting beat yeah uh, have you had on the continuation of that have you had many friends who've given up and how does that make you feel when, when people you know kind of make that step away that definite step away because I think we've, I have lots of friends who have said I'm giving up and then, like a year later, you see them in something, and you realise that their agent has phoned them, and they've went yeah. exactly what we were just talking yeah. about. They've went, actually, do you know what? You can wire your house yourself. I'm gonna, yeah. or whatever it is, yes. right? I think, I, I think, quite, I think a few of the people in my year at drama school stopped. I think I, I have a feeling that they gave up. I don't, I don't know anyone per, around me, because a lot of my friends are actors. My three best friends are actresses, um, and they all still work, and they're still loving it I mean they go through fallow periods like you know like all of us but I don't know no I don't know anyone really that's given up but I think I think there's probably some people that stopped doing it in my in my year um, bit of a shift here go it's on a non sequitur but at some point in the interview that's always happened brilliant um, whose career uh, past or present do you look at and think that's the kind of career I'd like to look back on I've got two I've got okay. Julie Walters and I've got Judy Dent they're my two Benchmarks for just class and yeah. and beauty and poise and talent, because also they're two of the nicest women I think. 
I'd met Judy Dench and I met Julie Walters at an award. She was sitting in front of me. I said, I've got to say something to her because she's my hero. She's the reason, one of the reasons why I became an actress. And they were just delightful, beautiful women, humble, modest, and so talented. And just my benchmark for, for just class and talent, really. And do you always feel it's important if you see someone and you think they've been... I mean, obviously, those are two heroes, but if you see someone who you think's been good in something, mm. do you say, would, would you kind of... I would go, yeah. I mean, it takes, I, it takes a lot for me to go up to someone and say, hi, sorry, you don't know me, but, but um, I always think it's not... Because I like it when people come up to me and say that. You know, it's lovely when people come up to me and say, oh, look, I love your work. And it's always, you think, oh, that's so nice, thank you. It's made my day. And I'd say to them, oh, that's genuinely made my day, thank you. That's really kind, thank you. Because I... It's, it's, it's nice to be nice. Particularly from an actor as well. Really nice to be nice. We, as I say, we underestimate the happy and the nice. We do. Um, this is, again, non-secular, but looking back over what you've done, um, I'll explain this by giving mine one of the things that I went for an audition for a play about three years ago mm. for Translations by Brian Freely, which is one oh, of the reasons yeah. I became an actor. And, uh, Great play. First play I ever saw when I was, like, 18. Yeah, right. And... Uh, I went, I got called to see a good audition for translations and I oh. went, for, it'll be for Owen. And then it came and it was for Manus, who's the older brother, and I thought, oh, fuck, I'll never play Owen. Balls. Yeah. Um, do you look, at any part you look back on and think, oh, I can't do that now, and you, you kind of, it's, yeah. it's gone? Ophelia I've always wanted to play. Um, yeah, she's she's one I always wanted to play, and Julia I always wanted to play, and I never got to do any of those. They're not necessary to hold a bit of failure. That's the brilliant thing about yeah. whenever they cast a like you know like yeah. a fifty-year-old Hamlet. It's like <laughs> I think they should cast cast Ian McKellen. They do that, don't they? Hamlet, they do, and I'll be his Ophelia. They do cast older. <laughs> they do cast older Hamlets. Yeah, though. just never older Romeo and Juliet, no. sadly. But they wouldn't never do it. They'd never be that brave. Um, do you consider yourself successful? Um, Tough question. Oh, I have this conversation with my friends all the time. I and what do they say? They say you are successful because you're working and you consistently work and people know who you are in the business and they, they like you. You have, you, have a, you have a good reputation, apparently. So why are you hesitating? Because I don't like to blow my own trumpet and I don't like to tempt fate and I don't like to brag. But do you feel successful? No. <laughs> Why not? I feel successful because I'm doing this and I'm 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 being a mum and working. But I no, I don't I don't I don't. But this is the thing I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day about this. And you say, you know, when you're in it, you don't, you know, you always like you're always looking to see what some some. Oh, like what about her career? No, she's doing this 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 and this. And then you know that that person's going. People, what about that one? They're it's all doing. Relative, isn't it? It's all relative, I think. So. I, I don't know, I'd feel quite weird saying, yeah, I'm successful, because I want to always strive. Well, at that point, strive. it feels like you should almost just give up then, just hang, hang it up, just think, well... Yeah, or I strive to, to, to always be better and try and work harder and get more jobs. Maybe, then maybe that's it. And better parts and yeah. bigger things. And I strive for... Uh, for but but that, it's fair to say that that whatever year old uh, young actress getting her first job in the bill, if she was mm. able to kind of, you know, somehow leap forward in time and see you, she'd yeah. think, nice one. No, absolutely. And, that, and, that, and that's you saying that now makes me think, yes, no, I have covered a lot of ground, I think. And I, I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm working and I'm, I'm enjoying my career. And that's, yeah. I suppose that, so I, in, that, in terms of that, then I am so successful. So she's here to remind you that you're successful. Yeah. What would you say to her? What advice would you give 
that same actress um, after she said, "You what? You're in what?" When she's done all, that whole kind of yeah. double take about your life, what would you say to her to make the intervening years a little bit easier in terms of acting and coping mm-hmm. and all that? Uh, God, I'd probably say it always feels like it feels like you're when it feels like you're in the dark, which it has done for me quite a long time. You're ne- you're never there forever. I don't think you, you, you know you you'll, you'll make provisions to get out of that, however you do it, um, and to not, just to ne- never give up. That's what I would. Say. I mean, I say that to people all the time. Just never give up. Don't ever give up. Don't don't give up. Just keep fighting for what you want and what you believe in. And, and you know, it might happen, but it might not. But you never know until you've until you've tried. And I think it's important to keep trying. It's important to keep striving for work and love and getting that work-life balance and just don't give up my yeah don't give up never give up have you ever been given advice by another actor older contemporary younger whatever that stuck with you and has helped you yeah vicky featherston said to me in the rehearsal room once i was having trouble because i'd had some some bad news and i was having trouble and she just helped she held my hand should cancel and continue just do that when anything ever happens to you, if you know, if you if you get it wrong, anything happens, cancel and continue. And I say that a lot. My wife says that all the time. It's amazing. It's a brilliant bit of advice. She says, clear and continue. Yeah. It's that thing of, and when you're on stage and you make a mistake, yeah. cancel and continue. That's what you do. out your whole life. Absolutely, and I do. I do send it out to my whole life. I do. That's it's, it's one of the best pieces of advice I've ever had. For everything, because if you if you if you if you latch onto all the negative stuff. You just it it. It's never. You have to put all the. You know. You have to get rid of all that negative stuff. For the last few beats, your kids have been amazing. <laughs> uh, they have, haven't they? Uh, while well, I might as well. Um, I've asked. Haven't asked this in quite a while, actually. Um, are your kids interested in acting? Yes, Gracie um, is, and Joe wants to be. You like directing, don't you? No, wrestler oh. and an actor. Yeah, Joe wants to be a wrestler and an actor, and Gracie. Actor. She wants to be an actor. Uh, They're both you, showing uh, promise. How do you feel about that? I'd, say, I'd never not tell them to do it. I think if they want to do it, then they have to follow their heart and try. My mum never dissuaded me. She always said, you have to do it. I think if you tell, especially because it, it's, it's something that it's, it's such a, it's such a visceral thing, acting. It's such a, it's, it's, um, you have to do it. If it's in you, you have to do it. And I would never tell them not to do it. Uh, do you worry more about your health, your work, or your financial security? As I get older, my health. Because when I'm ill, I hate it. I hate, and I feel like, oh God, I, I, yeah. But then, but having said that, when I'm not working, it's my career. And if I'm on my uppers, it's my finances. So yeah, I think it's a relative again. But at the moment, I'm healthy and touch wood and uh, everything seems in order. And uh, I've got some work coming up soon, so. Brilliant. Well, last question. Go on. Um, are you in anything at the minute? I'm not doing anything at the moment. Um, it's been an absolute oh, pleasure. I know you're in the midst me. of talking, talking all day long. No, so it's brilliant. Um, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. And that's it from me for another fortnight when I'll be returning with episode seven. Who knows who it'll be? I certainly don't. I'll make a decision on that closer to the time. But until then, have a great fortnight. And at the risk of sounding slightly retro, speak to you soon. Hold up. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 